Though I'm an employee of Ronald Blue Trust, Talking Money represents my individual views and not those of my employer or any sponsor of the program. During the program, I may discuss market trends as well as specific financial planning techniques and investment ideas. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations to any individual or organization. Work with your attorney or accounting or investment professional for specific individual advice and services. Any securities or investment products discussed on Talking Money are not insured by the FDIC, are not a deposit or other obligation of or guaranteed by any bank, and are subject to investment risks, including possible loss of principal amount invested. Good morning and welcome to Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for today. So glad to be with you and glad to be back. So after a couple of Saturdays off for Thanksgiving and some trips, been all kind of different places uh, since uh, since last live with you. So it's glad to always glad to be back uh, live in the studio because we want to take some questions. And I've got uh, a very special guest today who's been uh, a regular guest and I consider a friend now for so many years, Deborah Faulkner, Judge Faulkner. Welcome back to Talking Money. Thank you, Mike. It's so nice to be here. And you got your, uh, you, you call it your ugly sweater. I've it's flashing my, lights. Your, it yes, says Happy Holidays, something to do with... It uh, says Happy Holidays. <laughs> it's my ugly Christmas sweater. It's flashing lights. So I wanted to grace you with so that too this bad, morning. Too bad we're not on TV. So <laughs> we, we just have to do this on the radio. You just have to use your imagination out there today. But but, but I wanted to get uh, Judge Faulkner back on. Uh, she uh, will be leaving her post on the bet on the bench this uh, January, and uh, and she's been such a, a great guest for all these years, uh, providing information to you, the listeners, about the probate court, the process, things to do, things to do ahead of time. And I wanted to give one last chance to do that. Also, just wanted to give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in and to uh, thank Deborah for. The many years of serving now, counting the time that you were assistant to uh, Judge Smock, uh, you were uh, her assistant three years, and then it's, cause it's been about 25 years yeah. on the court. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. It's been a long time. And I uh, was reminiscing some last night this morning because um, I, I don't think I told you that I knew uh, Ralph Drake, Judge Drake. We were in the Greenville Civitan Club together and for years, and he was... I, I call him a gentleman and a gentle man. Both. He was. He was. I knew him. I practiced law in front of him. Did you? And in fact, in 2015, I think it was, I dedicated my courtroom to him. Did you really? And so we have a portrait hanging there, and the it's the Ralph Drake probate courtroom. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how many years he was probate judge. Yeah, it was 32. a long time. I knew mm -hmm. it was a long time. You didn't quite get that, but um, no. and I don't think necessarily even aspiring to that <laughs> for 32 years. Um, another four would have been nice. But anyway, um, so yeah, so we want to give you the opportunity, the listener, 877-235-9405. Maybe you had an experience, and it could have been 10 years, 15 years ago with the court. Hopefully, it's all been positive. Uh, I'm sure most of it has. Uh, that uh, you'd like to share with listeners uh, and share with uh, Deborah, uh, most of them, I, I'm sure something will jog her memory for that but we'd love to hear you uh, give a, a special thanks to her as well as just to uh, maybe talk about some some specific cases that uh, that you worked with so adam kleinfelter uh, in our office um at plan first now ron blue trust um we offer for our clients to go with the surviving spouse to the probate court not that we're needed there because your staff does such a great job working with them 
but just gives them a special comfort to, to come with us. And, and of course, we know their situation uh, sometimes better than they do. Uh, it was just a value add. We don't charge anything extra f- to do this for our clients. We just take them down there. And Adam's done that quite a few times with uh, different clients. And, and he left me a note. He couldn't call in today, but uh, his mom, Peggy, yeah, used to work with you uh, in the elder neglect services. He yes. said you were so helpful there. Uh, Peggy Kleinfelter, uh, his, and his dad passed away several years ago. And Adam says, I worked with Judge Faulkner when I was in adult protective services with DSS. She was always compassionate and caring when working with my clients. She also reorganized the probate court, making the process so much easier and efficient. It was a privilege to work with her. So he would have known some of those changes because all the years that that uh, she that he was uh, in our office because he's we've worked together for 11, 12 years now something it's been a while so That's he's very he's, nice of him he's seen some changes and if he's and listening thank you he's a he's a <laughs> great guy he'll he'll pick up the podcast because we do show this as a podcast okay. now for people so uh, ah so we got a uh, a familiar uh, a name calling in this morning let's uh, go ahead and, and get Judge Smock on the phone oh. So, uh, so, so welcome. I know who that is. Welcome to, to well, Talking Money. I know you guys know each other pretty well, but I. Uh, well, but... Go ahead, Diane. Well, uh, say, Mike, first of all, thank you so much for all you do for your wonderful radio show and informing your listeners about all the intricacies of money and, and investments and all the myriad things that go with that. But I'm calling today, of course, to. I wanted to be early in line to make sure I got on air to give my personal. Shout out, thanks, and heartfelt gratitude to Judge Faulkner, my dear friend. <laughs> uh, and uh, as Mike, I think you mentioned in the intro, uh, I was uh, one of the one of the. I'm not necessarily known as the world's smartest person, but one of the smartest things I ever did was hire Deborah <laughs> to be my associate judge <laughs> when I was on the bench. And um, I love being at probate court, but I knew after two terms it wasn't uh, it wasn't a life calling for me. I absolutely loved serving the people and doing the work, but uh, I could see in Deborah from almost the time I first met her when she did practice in front of me that she had a heart for it and a head for it. And so um, I was just delighted when she accepted my offer to be my associate, took to it like a duck to water, <laughs> and I knew I was leaving the court in the best of hands when I left after two terms, and she ran and has been serving ever since. So I just want to say, too, that while – and I, just just a quick thank you to both of you for acknowledging – the great legacy of dear Judge Ralph Drake, yes, my predecessor yes. and my mentor on the bench. Um, so um, I, I just I hope people remember him and the many years of dedicated service he gave. But today is all about Deborah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think people appreciate uh, Ralph's legacy, but then and then him being able to to get you on board, and obviously then you brought Deborah on board and did a good job training. And then she and each one of you, I think, took the court to a different level. So and I thank both of you for that. So Well, I Deborah. tell you, uh, Judge Smock was the best mentor for me. Uh, worked with her, luckily, for three years and mm-hmm. watched her work and got so much inspiration from that. And she's uh, not only uh, someone that I look up to as a, as a model, person in general but certainly as one that taught me how to be a good probate judge and she's a great friend and yeah. if i say much more i'm going to tear up <laughs> well, well, and diane you you use that you use that experience though to do a lot of other things since you left the court to help people and i think that experience on the court 
helped you with that as well. So we appreciate what you've done, even for people that couldn't advocate for themselves uh, in years since you've been on the probate court. Well, thank you for that, Mike. And I'll just, I know I need to go because I know a lot of other people want to call in and give their personal testimonies about uh, Deborah and what she's meant to their lives. But I do love your, what you, the phrase you just used, uh, you know, advocating for people who don't, who can't advocate for themselves, who don't have a voice. That's exactly what probate court is all about. And uh, Judge Faulkner has epitomized that in both her own personal work and the ethos that she has given to her staff i think uh they also deserve a, a shout out so i'll i'll hush now or i'll take up your whole hour <laughs> no, 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 you, you won't you won't be doing that it's, it's, people just barely waking up so what uh, from the time that you knew uh and and watched uh, judge faulkner on the bench all those years uh what were some of the things that you uh were maybe most proud of watching her uh upgrade or change over those years Gosh, where do where do I even begin? And and that's something else that I think I'm glad you mentioned that because as as I felt like I as much as I loved and admired and respected and learned from Judge Drake, I did make some changes when I came in after him, yeah, I and that. I fully expected uh, Judge Faulkner to do the same when I left, and in fact she did. And so many of the things she did, especially at first, I thought, Gosh, why didn't I think of that? It's just, <laughs> it's just like but for example, translate translating so many of the informational. Uh, I had started, had slowly begun to try to do some informational uh, leaflets and pamphlets just to help people uh, be less intimidated by the probate process and also learn to help themselves if they were not in a position or felt uncomfortable about getting assistance from, you know, uh, uh, experts. So I had done a few of the pamphlets and leaflets, but uh, one thing Judge Faulkner did, not only did she expand the library, so to speak, but she had them translated into Spanish because, as we know, Greenville County is a growing Hispanic population, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes Sometimes the English written word is not always, especially with uh, legalese, as we say. Yeah, right. uh, so that was one of the very first things that she did that was a change, and I was okay. just applauded her heartily. She started a probate 101 class, and I believe it's offered monthly. Is that right? That's right. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, expanded the staff, expanded, um, added a couple of associate judges. And let me say the reason that's important is because probate courts in South Carolina tend to be um, pro se courts for the most part. And that means that a lot of people come through probate without the assistance of a lawyer and they're doing their own work. And so right. it's very important that the court and the staff uh, make things clear and uh, as easy as possible for folks who've never been in that situation before. They can't give legal advice, but short of that, they are, they kind of walk alongside you through the process. Well, that's great. Those, yeah. are, those are great words and great reminders uh, for all of us what's what's been going on behind the scenes that we don't <laughs> see and don't often appreciate. So I thought this would be a good time to uh, make people aware, the listeners aware of what's been going on all these years uh, with you and then with uh, with the the continuation for Judge Faulkner in that in that um, in that position. So, any final words uh, to her before she gets off? And she knows I love her, and she knows <laughs> I respect her work. And uh, I thank you, Diane, for calling in. That was really nice. Okay, well, appreciate well, I, appreciate those words. Any any final thought? Just just want to say I hope people understand that um, uh, that the probate court, especially in South Carolina, is meant to be a place of um, hope and healing in a way it is not to be intimidated and i think if we just look at the example that judge faulkner's left uh everyone will feel better if they are find themselves there and and let me say eventually every person every family will find themselves in probate court for one reason or another so yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we, we we need to always keep in mind the example set by judge faulkner she's the epitome in my 
in my opinion, in my experience, Judge Faulkner is the epitome of what a probate court should be, a probate judge should be. So great. thank you again to both of you for thank giving you. me this chance thank to express you for my calling thoughts. Down. All right. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks for calling in, Judge Mock. Okay. Take uh-uh, care. Thank you. All right. Uh-huh. All right so it's time for our first break. But if you want to give a, a call or just send a quick text, uh, you can send that to the same number, 877-235-9405 is the text line as well as the phone line. We'd love to hear from you for what experiences you might have had with uh, Judge Faulkner over the years or just a, a, a quick shout out like uh, Judge Schmock did with um, uh, just thanking for the, the years of service. So we'll be right back with the second segment of Talking Money in just a few minutes. The answers to most financial questions are uncovered when you understand that there are only really five uses of money and when you know exactly how much you are spending on each of those uses. At Ronald Blue Trust, our comprehensive financial planning process helps you plan for living expenses, debt, savings, taxes, and giving. Well, let's focus on saving for retirement. Planning for retirement is much more than a magic number that answers the question most people think of retirement planning, how much is enough? You need to know the answer to that question, but other questions are important to consider as well. Questions like, how will I determine what my next chapter is? How can I use my savings and investments in a tax-efficient manner? How will inflation, investment returns, and personal decisions impact my time frame? As you approach retirement, don't look at it as an end, but rather as a beginning. We don't sell any products at Rendezvous Trust. We are fiduciaries whose only desire is to help clients be the best stewards they can be with the resources God has given them. Rendezvous Trust is pleased to sponsor Talking Money because we want you to get the answers to your questions about money with no hidden agenda to sell anything. If you'd like to learn more about Ronald Blue Trust, to find out if we can help you, please call 1-800-588-7526 and tell Chelsea you heard Mike Miller talking about Ronald Blue Trust on the radio. It would be my pleasure to speak with you further. Once again, our phone number at the Greenville office is 1-800-588-7526. Now let's go back to Talking Money to answer more of your questions. And it's about 21 minutes after the hour here on Talking Money. This is Mike Miller, your host, with my special guest, Deborah Faulkner, Judge Faulkner from the probate court, and been on the the bench uh, along with uh, part of it with uh, Judge Mock, who we just spoke with a little earlier, uh, for 25-plus years. So we definitely appreciate her service, and I know many of you have had experiences with Judge Faulkner over the years, and we'd love to hear just a just a, a thirty second, a two minute uh, comment, or or send me a text about that. Love to hear from you eight seven seven two three five nine four zero five. Don't be bashful. <laughs> we want to hear from you. But before we start talking about some of the changes that Judge Faulkner has made over the years, uh, a special announcement that uh, has happened since you were on the air with me last time. That is true, Mike. I am engaged. She's engaged. I am. Yeah. So I'm no a, date yet, but uh, next door neighbor. Next yeah. door neighbor. That's fantastic. And uh, I don't know if he might be listening. I don't know. His name is Larry Durham, and I'm going to be getting married sometime really soon. Yeah. I'm a very, very lucky lady. Yeah, that's that's yes, just I great. Am. Yeah. And to know somebody like that and just like, oh, wow, yeah, we really do have a lot in common yeah, so i just got to get that marriage license bef- while my name can still be stamped on it deciding <laughs> <laughs> uh, your own marriage license that's, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, i'm cool. assuming that's legal yeah that's pretty cool yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna look into it well i, I guess if they ask, they ask the judge they'll you'll the judge will say it's legal <laughs> that's right <laughs> that, that'd be you saying that so i declare uh, it legal <laughs> yeah there you go that's that's uh, the privilege of being the judge so um so you had a lot of years 
uh, on the probate court. And as uh, Judge Mock already mentioned, some of the things that you improved on that she said, I wish I'd thought of that. Um, <laughs> and that's that's fine. Uh, we all do. I mean, I stepped down as managing director almost a year ago now. And uh, and Joel's put in some some changes. And, uh, and and you don't always agree with all the changes, but you, you like for somebody to put their stamp on on uh, when they're in charge because that's that's what they do that's so right. you've done that for a long time so what are some of the things is that, and one of the things i want specifically because i noticed on the website it talked about how you've you've improved the uh workings for protecting incapacitated adults so talk about yes. that what uh, how does that work how does that protected people uh and how are we all better off for that well i'm glad you asked about that uh for people who are not familiar with uh, the type of cases that result in this type of protection, these are called protective proceedings or guardianship conservatorships. And it's for adults who fail to plan, perhaps, or maybe their plan isn't working, and they become incapacitated, and the law has a fancy definition for it. But generally, the most typical thing is you may have dementia or some form of dementia like Alzheimer's type of dementia so that you can't make good uh, decisions about your property, uh, your finances, and sometimes in extreme cases, even about your own health care. So in those cases, families have to file an action in probate court to have their loved one declared incapacitated. And we take medical evidence and other types of Mm -hmm. evidence And if the evidence is uh, sufficient, then they are found to be incapacitated and a court order is issued and it describes the nature of the incapacity and it describes what limitations they have. Uh, They may, uh, the, the order may be very detailed or may be very general. And after that time, the court then oversees that person's accounts, property and welfare until they either get better and resume Mm -hmm. their capacity or until they pass away. And so during that time, this is a very vulnerable population. And we wanted to make sure that there was no exploitation of this population. So we wanted to keep uh, regular tabs on the person appointed by the court who has to answer to the court. And one of the ways we do that is by requiring uh, regular reporting, We require each report to have a photograph of the person. But one of the best things that we've done is we partnered with Greenville Tech and we took their top paralegal students and social worker students and nursing students. Mm -hmm. And we have a class where we train them and we assign them Uh, a file out of our court. And if you get a file on someone who suffers from dementia, we have a a uh, psych nurse who has got advanced degrees in dementia care. Uh, if it's a different type of uh, condition, we'll have someone talk about that condition so that the student is well aware of what the person is suffering from. We teach the student how legally the person came to be judicially declared incapacitated, and then we send them out to the home I was gonna to ask, actually, so actually see. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and then they come back and file a report, and we've had so many situations where people needed things like handrails, ramps, uh, wheelchairs, and we have an extensive knowledge of the resources in Greenville County so that we can match those resources with that family and oftentimes at no cost. Uh, so we get the person taken care of, and we make sure that they're uh, they're 
appointed guardian or conservator is doing what they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. And so it will follow up from that visit. If we see a problem, we can schedule a hearing and find out, you know, why was this condition present or why has our person looks like she's losing way too much weight. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we try to get out in front of a potential problem. Uh, We can't do it all but that little bit has been very very useful in taking care of uh what could be a really problematic situation oh absolutely and and i, and I was thinking as you were speaking like I, and this is a, a government agency doing this it's like this is so unusual of what we would ever think and and probably it's mm-hmm. unusual for a government agency a, a government entity to be doing yeah. this kind of level of care so it's definitely well, needed and appreciated and our primary goal, and it's even in the statutes, is the court is to protect the welfare and property interest of incapacitated persons and do what's in their best interest. So how does this um, intertwine with someone who has a durable power of attorney or a health care power of attorney? So somebody else has already been named. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you just dealing with people who don't have that, uh, those documents, or not? Well, what we deal with is people who haven't had those documents prepared or if they've had them prepared, the person that they named is not uh, living up to the responsibilities Mm. in the document such that the person is basically maybe withering on the vine because the person they named as agent in their power of attorney document is... uh, you know, gone AWOL and not doing what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And maybe the person even got taken into DSS custody and through adult protective services. So just because you have those documents in place, if you don't have a trustworthy person who uh, is diligent in doing their job, you can become, you know, a person who needs court protection and that we are there as a last resort to protect everyone, people with documents that don't, do the job or people who just never got around to doing those documents yeah, i think i heard i think it was david massey the attorney that that said that the, the durable power attorney was another name for that was take you to the cleaners document it can be <laughs> so, and yeah. it can be a license to steal if you yeah. get a very uh you know untrustworthy person in that role because it has it's, it's a very very powerful role uh, that you're giving somebody over your property yes. and over your person yeah. essentially and i think of course um, and a plug in for the our folks uh, having an advisor like us on their side too is just another layer of protection and we'll talk more about all this when we get back uh, for the second half of talking money 877-235-9405 is the text line or the phone line love to hear from you to uh, to give some kudos to to judge faulkner or just to uh, just to chat a little bit we'll be right back after this short break Most of you have heard the saying, it's not what you earn, but what you keep. With all of the tax laws and legislative changes, how do you successfully navigate the complex, always changing, and mostly confusing tax system? More importantly, how do you best take advantage of these changing laws in order to improve your financial stewardship and accomplish your goals? Unlike tax preparation, tax planning is a year-round process and should be an important part of your financial plan. It's wise to consider tax reduction efforts in light of your overall goals. At Ronald Blue Trust, our tax planning process includes things like short and long-term tax projections, understanding tax consequences of financial and life decisions, estimating marginal and effective tax rates to, among other things, avoid that dreaded tax bracket creep. 
coordinate with your tax preparer and looking for tax savings opportunities through income shifting, deferring income, deduction planning, and other timing strategies. For more information about our Greenville team and the credentials and experience of each of them, go to ronblue.com forward slash Greenville. Sherry White, Jeremy Weaver, Scott Clark, and Eddie Holland are the team leaders with a supporting team of certified financial planner professionals working right alongside of them. Feel free to contact any of them directly or give me a call at 1-800-588-7526 and I'll be happy to discuss your situation with you. The phone number again is 1-800-588-7526 or go to ronblue.com forward slash Greenville. Let's return now to Talking Money. And welcome back to Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host as usual on Saturday morning at this time. If you've got a question, of course, 877-235-9405. You can text or call a question for my special guest, Judge Faulkner. And it doesn't have to be just a thank you. It could be, and, and normally we get a lot of questions uh, for Judge Faulkner just on probate things in general. So maybe you've got a question that uh, you're just needing to ask uh, somebody and instead of trying to get her on the phone this week or somebody at her office this week, uh, you can just call right now and you can ask her those, uh, those probate questions. Uh, and we do uh, have this as a podcast. So those who may be listening via podcast on the Talking Money Radio uh, website or one of the places wherever you get your podcasts, uh, of course, those questions can be sent to me as well, Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com, and I'll make sure that uh, Deborah gets those questions and we get those answered for you. But even if it's a question that's not related to probate, it's uh, as uh, um, Judge Mock mentioned early in the program, we talk about all different kinds of things, investments, taxes, and so forth. We're here to answer your questions. We want to be your advocate as well because we're not trying to sell you anything. So we want to make sure that you get answers to questions from someone who's not trying to sell like most of the other uh, radio financial i put in quotes financial programs on on the radio this station other stations there there's usually a hidden agenda somewhere we don't have one of those so we want to answer your questions mike at talkingmoneyradio.com also that's the same email address you could use if you want to get a copy of one of our home going documents ronald blue trust because as a trust company we are advocates for our clients as well uh, as a step above what we had at plan first we weren't a trust company we could work with a trust company but now we are a trust company and and um, and next week, uh, David Lane is going to be with our senior trust officer is going to be with me as a special guest coming up from Greenwood. But we have a home going document that is a great organizer for you to help get information ahead of time that whoever's going to be whomever's going to be your personal representative will have information they need. Because uh, obviously, once you're gone, we can't ask you. So this is a, a way for you to get that information. So if you want that document, just uh, send uh, an email. Just say home going or document or something. It's the only document I'm offering today. So I'll know what you want. Send that email to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. Um, so we were talking about some of the things that you've done, um, Judge Faulkner, over the years to help improve the court system. And one of the things was advocates for people who are incapacitated. Um, what are some other things that have happened over the, uh, the years that I know, and I, I read that quote from Adam Kleinfelter from our office talking about how you improve the processes to make it more user-friendly? Well, um, one of the things I'm very proud of is our monthly classes. Okay. Uh, we have a monthly class uh, that anyone who is uh, having to administer an estate can mm -hmm. come to this class. And we give the class members an overview of the probate process 
from beginning to end so that they can see kind of from a bird's eye perspective of what's ahead of them and why. Uh, it is a class that we up front tell them we do not give legal advice. If you ask us, if should I challenge this will or not, we're going to say you need to see a lawyer. Yeah. If they ask us, well, how much is my house worth? I'm sorry, you need to see an appraiser. Right. Uh, we don't answer substantive questions, but what we do is give them an overview, and moreover, we give them the notion. The we give them the knowledge that we are not there as uh, to scare them or intimidate them. You're not the we, enemy. We're not the enemy, <laughs> and we get them comfortable with us so that they know that they can ask us questions. And a lot of people in the class get questions answered that they didn't even know they had the question because mm -hmm. someone else had the question. Right. So it's a learning uh, atmosphere. It's very positive. And we uh, do that once a month. And the last time we had one was this month. And the, I had a courtroom full. A courtroom full and of how people. And how many would that be? How many there was like probably, I have to 40? say... It's a small courtroom, but I was probably about 35 people. Okay. Uh, and uh, how long is the class? The, how long? It is as long as it takes. Okay. You know, as long as there's questions, we stay till the questions are answered. And At so, a minimum, though, it's an hour or. It, it averages around an hour, maybe hour, 15 minutes. Okay. If we have a, a smaller, really small class for some reason, it may be shorter. So that has been something that has been very, very useful, and it, it's very efficient because all of those people have all pretty much a lot of the same questions right. that would uh, have to be asked in some fashion. And so they would have to call us or email us, yeah. or there may be a problem on a document that if they had known ahead of time, it could have been fixed. So it saves time for my staff. It saves time for the citizen and it gives them the the ability to know that we're there to help them. Uh, that is one thing I'm very, very proud of. Uh, so how unusual is it? Uh, are there any other counties that you know of doing that? I don't know of any, but okay. there, it could be. Yeah. Uh, and how does, somebody, how does somebody sign up for this? It's they, on our website. So greenvillecounty.org uh, forward slash probate. probate. Now, since... This month is my last month. Whether or not that's going to be continued will be up to my successor. So yeah. I don't know if there's, if he's going to create this for the next few months. I'm not sure. But yeah. um, the other thing, and for the lawyers, we have something called a pause system. Uh, and if you go on the website, it's probate attorney web search. And there's a picture of my dog that I had to put down a few years ago. Uh. But anyway, it allows attorneys to access our case management system, and it saves a lot of time and money for clients because when you go see mm -hmm. your lawyer, the lawyer can go ahead and pull up the estate administration documents, and he or she can see the will, the trust document. Uh, they can see what's been filed already if there's litigation. They don't have to send a runner down to my office. They don't have to call my staff and ask them to send them copies of things it pops right up on the attorney's screen and this is a free service and this saves the citizen the money that they would have to bill the citizen to do the research by coming mm -hmm. to our office that doesn't happen it pops right up and it makes that appointment much more productive because the lawyer doesn't have to say we'll come back when we can get the 
copies of the stuff from probate court. It's right, there. it's right there, and they can get a lot out of one appointment with their lawyer. And it's a free service, and it has been so popular. Uh, the Greenville County Bar gave our office an award for it. Uh, it has. I don't know of any other probate court in the state that has this. Yeah, uh, so we are fortunate. So that has been really, really good for everybody. I don't put these things online for the general public only because there's so many scammers and mm. criminal activity out there. If somebody were to see that a, a widow had several hundred thousand dollars in accounts and real estate and so on and so forth, then they can become a target for those scammers. And we are not, I'm not comfortable with setting somebody up for that. But because it's for lawyers, they have a duty under ethical obligations to make sure that this stays in-house. So it's worked out well for so, us. But, the, of course, the, those records are public. They so are public. So somebody can go down there and they see, but they have to go to more effort. To, right. They just have to go yeah. to more effort. They, uh, You can come down and get on our intranet and see all the records uh, or get a hard file if you want to see the actual documents. We could do that as well. But as far as just being able to access it from from an office, that's just for the attorneys. Yeah, and, and we've talked about this on other Talking Money broadcasts, and you can find those on TalkingMoneyRadio.com. We've talked about, okay, if you don't want your records to be made public through the probate process, mm-hmm. then you're going to need to do some of the things that you can do, like setting up a living trust Correct. and making sure that you actually retitle assets into the name of the living trust mm-hmm. and so forth so that it just doesn't go through probate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also keeping in mind that things like um, – a life insurance beneficiary that's not the estate or an IRA beneficiary, that's not part of probate anyway. No, it, it bypasses it. it. It does. And there's a, you know, you you really need a will whether you have a trust or not. Absolutely. Uh, because so often, even if you've titled all of your property into the trust after your passing, there could be uh, money that comes to you that could not be transferred like a tax refund or if you're in a facility and there's like an account there for your convenience you know there's money there that money right. has to go somewhere so you generally people have what they call as a pour over will right. and the will just says anything that comes in i want it to be paid over into my you know deborah the faulkner trust. living trust right yeah. so uh Okay, so it's time for a last break. We'll have one last segment. And when we get back from the break, one of the first things I want to ask is I know people have this uh, misnomer. It's like, oh, I don't want to go through probate because it's so expensive. So we want to talk about the fees and so forth right off so we can we can put that to bed, put that to rest, make sure people understand uh, really what it's like and not just read all the things. Because so many times I know people, uh, organizations are trying to scare people uh, about fees so they can get them to sell them something else. And so we don't want them to do that as well. But we uh, will have an opportunity to, for you to answer, uh, ask a question and get an answer from Judge Faulkner. It'll be a last opportunity. Good time to call during the break, 877-235-9405. Text or call 877-235-9405. We'll be right back. Virtually every financial services firm talks about financial and investment planning based on your goals. At Ronald Blue Trust, we can help you define your goals. And we'll do that from your personal cash flow to your income tax to your state and investments to help ensure that your decisions really do reflect your values. We incorporate biblical principles into our comprehensive financial planning approach. Our goal is to help you clarify your decision making and focus on leaving a legacy of financial, social, and spiritual capital. 
And whether we realize it or not, the decisions we make in life reflect our values and our priorities. Decisions we make today can have lifetime implications. There are rarely independent decisions. A comprehensive financial plan includes things like planning for short-term cash needs, long-term retirement, proactively minimizing debt, continually evaluating the tax consequences of your decisions, funding your child's or grandchild's education, and determining your insurance needs. No financial plan, however, is worth doing unless you actually implement your plan. Our process takes you directly from goal setting to the implementation. I think, we think, there's a good chance your financial stress level will improve when you understand how all of the components of your financial life integrate with each other and how to adjust over time. So we can guide you through a detailed plan towards sound financial decisions, wise stewardship, and a roadmap to your desired destination, a life well spent. For more information, go to ronblue.com forward slash Greenville or call 1-800-588-7526. Once again, the number is one 800 588-7526. Now back to more of Talking Money. We've got about 10 minutes here left in Talking Money. Love to hear from you. 877-235-9405. My special guest, Judge Faulkner, Deborah Faulkner. And uh, we've talked a lot about uh, different things. If you happen to miss the program, we will post it this coming week on the TalkingMoneyRadio.com website and uh, wherever else you might get your podcast. So we try to make it as accessible as possible. But of course, a lot of people have questions about probate, and now's the chance to, to get those questions answered directly from the judge herself, 877-235-9405. But you better call now because we are running out of time. So before the break, we talked about, I uh, said, okay, we need to we need to get the fees out of the table. I think it's funny, like, wait a minute, what are the fees? Because yeah, that's not your job. And it's like uh, myself, people ask me different administrative type questions goes, i don't know somebody else handles that <laughs> i have to ask them but um so i, I almost had a, almost had it right in, in memory so what are the fees i know people um get tried to get sold things a lot and they're talking five seven percent and and they're really talking about what it might cost for the personal representative or a lot of other fees not just probate and they're trying to sell something else and i just don't want people to to buy something they don't need to buy be just because they're thinking probate costs are so expensive. Exactly. So give us a quick overview of what the fees are. Oh, I'd be glad to do that. Uh, Mike, the fees for probate court, first of all, they're set by the state legislature yeah. and it's the same fee, no matter what County probate court you're in, the fees are, uh, go to the general fund for each County because each County then in turn funds the probate court. Right. So, uh, the, the fees are, are have never been changed the whole time I've been in office. They've been the same fees. Yeah, I do. And I do remember when they changed before you got in. Before but I, I got yeah, in, yeah. but they, they weren't much lower. But they, they, okay. just, they didn't get much higher. When they, they didn't get much them. higher. No, no, no. And uh, you can find the fees on our website, which is greenvillecounty.org forward slash probate. But just to give you an example, if your estate is a hundred thousand to uh, five hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. Yeah. It's ninety-five dollars plus point one five percent of in excess of a hundred thousand. So and make sure that people understand that point one five means each hundred thousand is hundred fifty bucks. Correct. Okay, so it's not like fifty people think. Oh, no. that's fifteen hundred. No, 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 no. Hundred fifty uh -uh. bucks. Hundred fifty bucks per one hundred thousand. And then uh, if it's six hundred thousand and above, it's eight hundred and forty-five dollars. 
on the first 600000 and then 0.25% in excess of 600000 So $250, $250 for every $100,000 about that. So, so uh, the, the fees are... Uh, very reasonable and there are states in which the fees are much much more expensive uh, but they're fairly modest and what you need to think about if you're listening is these are the fees that the court collects but if you don't plan and you run into litigation then you're going to experience legal fees which can really deplete an estate Uh, and so planning ahead uh, minimizes that risk mm-hmm. uh, that you don't have litigation over uh, a will or no will or all the things that happen when families and money come together. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Not necessarily a good combination. Yes. Well, yes. I, I think of, because I know uh, I've heard some people say just avoid probate at whatever cost. And I, and I don't think that way. I do think there's legitimate reasons to use a living trust, even jointly held property with uh, your, um, your payable on death type beneficiaries Correct. and things like that. We can avoid all that probate. There's things to do. You still need the will because you never know what you might miss or right. what might happen with depending on which spouse dies first or both die at the same time and so forth. But one of the things that I think is positive about the probate process is that there's somebody looking over the shoulder of that personal representative, what we used to call executor, executrix, mm-hmm. is now the PR, personal representative, is looking over their shoulder to make sure they actually divide those assets and pass those assets on correctly. That's correct. And in some instances, that oversight and that public filing of these documents is a reassurance to the people who are there to, who are going to inherit that they can go at any time and see what's been spent, what's been identified mm-hmm. as an asset, how things are going to be divided. And if all, everything is in a trust, depends on the terms of the trust, how much access you may get to, to the actual administration mm-hmm. of the trust. Right. But in the estate, everything is up front and center. And uh, if you have a situation where family members don't trust one another, all they have to do is come into the office and they can see from beginning to end how the estate was administered. And when they, if they see something that they don't believe is kosher, they can then go see an attorney, file an action, or the attorney can say, oh, that's exactly right. What they did was in keeping with the law and the will and so on and so forth. So you have ready access once something is filed in our court. Now, we've had a lot of callers on the show over the years that have called essentially complaining, vetting, letting letting me know or asking like what options do they have because my brother or my sister is handling estate and they're not telling me anything. They're just not. And mm-hmm. what what do, are they required to tell me? And and sometimes if it's a living trust or thing you got protected so much, they may not have to tell they you anything. They may not. And in the estate arena, they can also for $5 file something called demand for notice. And if they do that, Every time the PR files a document, they have to send a copy to that person who filed that demand for notice. That's great information that people don't know. So for just five bucks, you can for be five bucks. You can get a you can get a copy of the emails. You can get a copy of every filing that they that they file with the court. Oh wow, that's that's very good. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've only got about uh, less than five minutes left. So um, give a quick summary about uh, what what are the first things somebody should do uh, a spouse family member, somebody passes away that they know they're in charge of, uh, when do they contact probate court? What do we do? Well, uh, first of all, the, after the death of a loved one, 
you don't need to be in a big rush unless you've got some sort of emergency with property and things of that nature. The law gives a person 30 days to file uh, the original will and death certificate with the probate court in the county where the person lived. So you have 30 days to do that. And what we do is you'll come into the office, you'll bring the original will. We need a death certificate because the law requires that we must have proof of death. And that's generally how we get that is through the death certificate. There's a, uh, a filing, small filing fee for the will. At that point, once we do that, then we begin the appointment process of the personal representative that is usually named in the will. And that is usually handled right now uh, via mail, email. Uh, because of uh, the advent of COVID, we learned a lot of ways to get things done uh, very, very efficiently. So there's no need to actually come in for an appointment, although we are more than happy to have you come in for an appointment. Uh, you can come in and we discuss the things with you that you are going to have to do. But anyway, after the person is appointed, they get a certificate of appointment, which allows them to open an estate account. They'll get a tax ID number and mm-hmm. they can go about the business of listing property if they want to sell property. Uh, and then after that, in 90 days, they have to file what's called an inventory. It's a document where they have to identify all the property owned by the decedent and what they believe the fair market value of the property was at the date of death. Mm-hmm. That is then filed. After that's filed, you wait for the creditor's time to run. Creditors have eight months from the first running of the news ad in the Greenville News. And there's a cost of that for $46. And that's never gone up in the whole time I've been in office. Really? Never. It's been $46 forever. That's surprising with Greenville It is. It's 46 bucks. And so then you take care of the claims. Then you pay your court fees. And then you make your distributions to your uh, people who are going to be benefiting from the estate. They sign receipts and releases. And we issue a closing order. And that usually takes, because the eight, because creditors get eight months, and we cannot cut that short, uh, it usually takes about 10, 9 to 10 months, and you're done. Now, there are various other types of estates that don't take that long. If you have just a small amount of personal property, less than 25000 one form called a small estate transfer, and you're done in, with one form. Uh, and so some people who have no assets, who have their either no assets or they have assets all in a trust, they just file their will and it's called filing a will for record only, and you're done. Oh, that's that's great. So somebody, so um, you know, just have one minute. So somebody doesn't know about the thirty days, and they come in forty five days later. So you just put them in jail, right? No, we no. do not. <laughs> we do not have a probate jail, <laughs> and we, we do not. We suggest okay. they comply with it, but they come in in forty five days. We're not going to fuss at them. Yeah. Okay. All right. So thank you much, very much. You're uh, welcome. And I want to thank all the listeners. It's been my honor and my privilege to serve as your probate judge for the last 20-odd years, 25 almost. And uh, it has just been uh, the height and crowning achievement of my career. And uh, I thank you for that privilege and and thank all of you who uh, supported me in this last election. I appreciate that, and I I hope the best for my successor. Well, you've done a great job. Thanks for joining me, and uh, best of wishes to you and Larry. Thank you. All right. That's all I have time for for Talking Money. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening.